Actinic keratoses are the second most common reason patients visit the dermatologist. In the second podcast of this educational program, Dr. Todd Schlesinger, Medical Director, Dermatology and Laser Center of Charleston, and Fellow, American Society for Mohs Surgery, discusses new and emerging topical treatments for AKs, including photodynamic therapies, topical agents, and more. Here's Dr. Schlesinger. Management of actinic keratosis, or AK, before it progresses to squamous cell carcinoma is a necessity for all affected patients. According to recently published guidelines, there is strong evidence supporting the efficacy of ultraviolet light protection and cryosurgery, while moderate evidence has been found for the topical agents 5-fluorouracil, or 5-FU, and amiquimod. Certain photodynamic therapies, or PDTs, as well as some combination therapies are also moderately supported. Of note, photodynamic therapy is often used off-label in practice due to long incubation periods specified in the labels, which result in an unacceptable adverse events to patients and clinicians. It is important to note that actinic keratosis is a chronic condition better thought of as one that is managed rather than cured. Thus, while some treatments for AK are available, the full management protocol remains incomplete. Several topical agents are being explored. Terbinibulin is the most recent agent approved by the FDA for the treatment of AK of the face and scalp and received a strong recommendation in the focused update to the guidelines for AK published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology based on strength of evidence. Its use is characterized by a five-day treatment regimen and a superior safety profile when compared to its competitors, 5-FU and amicomod. Systemic necrosis and angioedema have not been observed for turbinibulin. It is limited by the same small treatment field of 25 squared centimeters that is well known for amicomod as well as the increased cost and limited access that is often the case for newly approved pharmaceuticals. Terminibulin binds to the beta subunit of tubulin and inhibits microtubule polymerization, resulting in potent antiproliferative effect. It also binds to the SARC family of kinases, although it is not clear which of these two properties primarily results in mitotic arrest and activation of extrinsic and intrinsic apoptotic pathways in rapidly dividing cells. There is also some evidence to suggest that it induces expression of P53. As a 1% topical ointment, Phase 1 and 2 trials support its safety and efficacy with high lesion clearance rates as well as no serious adverse events and only mild local skin reactions that resolve quickly. While the drug is FDA approved, comparative studies are still needed. In practice, turbinibulin has become a first-line agent when treating actinic keratosis, especially in those patients who have never had cryosurgery. These patients may not be interested in some of the potential adverse effects, such as hypopigmentation and blistering, and thus a treatment devoid of these effects is desired. Turbinibulin has also found a place as an adjunct to cryosurgery and photodynamic therapy that is sometimes used sequentially or serially, especially in patients that have more widespread AK lesions. Treating with traditional 5-FU has very good efficacy but may not be a practice builder due to the propensity for adverse effects and so patients may not choose it again. 
Photodynamic therapy has a good compliance rate due to it being an in-office treatment and it is also efficacious. It is limited as a treatment by pain during treatment, lack of standardization in protocols, and the limitation of treatment in office. Diclofenac is also an option. It is a 60 to 90 day course of therapy with limited efficacy. Due to its long treatment duration, compliance may become a factor for some patients. VDA-1102 is another promising topical agent. By interfering with a modified hexokinase, or HK2, and its interaction with the mitochondrial channel VDAC1, it prevents extreme glycolytic rates achieved by many cancerous and precancerous cells. Two phase two trials have been completed for which only one currently has its results published. The 12 week trial recently concluded and found mean lesion reductions of 36% and 37% for a 10% ointment applied twice daily and a 20% ointment applied once daily respectively. No serious adverse events were reported, although roughly 24% from both cohorts had some form of skin reaction. Phase 3 studies are expected to initiate soon. Combination methods, including PDT, have grown to include several viable strategies. The use of retinoids as a treatment for AK is established, and one such compound, adapalene, has recently been evaluated as a pretreatment to aminolevulinic acid PDT, or ALA, PDT for AK patients. Patients with lesions on the hands and forearms were given 0.1% adapalene gel twice daily for one week leading up to ALA-PDT and saw complete clearance in 79% of patients after eight weeks compared to 57% for the standard or no adapalene gel. Another combination using calcibotriol or CAL as a pretreatment to methylaminolevulinic PDT or MAL-PDT for AK lesions on the scalp has shown some promise. By regulating the expression of genes that respond to vitamin D3, calcibotriol reduces keratinocyte proliferation and promotes differentiation. It was applied to 20 participants daily for 15 days leading up to PDT. MAL is an alternative photosensitizer to ALA, which has not yet been granted FDA approval, although it is widely used in Europe. Evaluations were conducted at 3, 6, and 12 months after treatment and yielded mean lesion clearance rates of 91% for calcibotriol-treated groups compared to 80% for the standard. The Cal-PDT combination was found to have roughly the same safety profile as standard PDT. Also, researchers noted differences in treatment response between grade 1 and 2 AKs. Grade 2 showed significantly greater improvement at 6 months than grade 1, though for the 3 and 12 months evaluations, no significant differences were noted. While these results were positive, the size of the study was limited and larger trials are needed to fully evaluate CalPDT safety and efficacy. Thermal mechanical ablation, or TMA, is a relatively new technology and its applications to 8K have recently been discovered. Manufactured by the Berlin-based medical technology company Novoxel, the Tixel functions by selectively heating the upper dermis non-invasively using a wand-like accessory. The device and its treatment method have a wide array of established applications, the most popular of which relate to anti-aging. However, its ability to treat AK is still being explored. 
a prospective study in which 20 patients suffering from facial and or scalp AK underwent two or three treatments spaced three to four weeks apart saw a mean reduction in lesion count of 80.6% with no adverse events reported. This treatment method is appealing because, as with PDT options, non-compliance is not an issue as the treatment can be performed in the clinic. Resimiquimod is early in development but shows some promise primarily due to its ability to induce greater immunologic effects than amiquimod. While they are nearly structurally identical, resimiquimod has shown to induce greater expression of interleukin-6, tumor necrosis factor alpha, and interferon gamma cytokines. A phase 2 trial found complete clearance of AK lesions to be between 56 and 85%. The greatest efficacy was found for 0.03% gel for 7 applications in 2 weeks, followed by 8 weeks without treatment and 1 repetition of the cycle. However, with 59% of the patients experiencing adverse events, the lower concentration of 0.01% was favored by researchers for safety considerations. Potassium hydroxide, or KOH, is similarly early in development. Its application as a keratolytic agent for the treatment of molluscum contagiosum is well established, which serves as the basis for its treatment of AK. A prospective clinical trial using 5% solution applied twice daily for three cycles of 14 days of treatment, followed by 14 days without treatment, saw 55% of patients achieving complete clearance and 49% having partial clearance. While adverse events were reported at a rate 47%, over 80% of these were mild LSRs or local skin reactions that resolved quickly. A comparative study, including 5-FU, saw substantially better clinical response to KOH at one month and superior, though not statistically significant, differences at three months. The researchers noted that the 5-FU treatment group saw greater incidence of erythema, scaling, and swelling, while the KOH group was more likely to develop ulcers and suffer erosion. One major advantage of KOH that was noted by the researchers was its cost. On average, it is 96% less expensive than 5-FU while still demonstrating greater efficacy. A phase 3 trial comparing 5% KOH to diclofenac gel is currently recruiting. This has been an exclusive podcast with the Dermatology Digest. Find more at www.thedermdigest.com. Thank you for joining us.